We don't need to just fill up to fill up, but we need to fill up so that way God can squeeze it all over Greenville, all over where we do school, all over the houses that we live in, all over the city that we call home, all over where we do life. You know, I was thinking, not only do kids have a way with words, but James really has a way with words. Would y'all agree with that? I want to show y'all that. Man, if you can, open up your Bible. Today we're going to be in James chapter 2. And we're going to be covering verses 14 through 26. James chapter 2, 14 through 26. And so here's the thing. Man, as you flip over in your Bible, or if you're on an electronic device and you just got to type it in and scroll down, find your way to verse 14 and follow me as we read. I'm going to be reading from the NLT. It says this in verse 14. What good is it, dear brothers, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, good luck. Man, I hope you have a great day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing? Now, what good does that do? Verse 17. So you see, faith by itself is not enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Verse 18. Now, someone may argue some people have faith and others have good deeds, but I say, man, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. May you say you have faith for you believe that there was one God good for you. Even the demons believe this. And they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Verse 21, don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened just as the scriptures say. Abraham believed God and God counted him as a righteous man because of his faith. He was called a friend of God. Verse 24. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab, the prostitute, is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Verse 26. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Church family, RBC, not the building, but the people, I want to challenge us today to understand that we need a faith that works. You understand? We need a faith that works. That's what James is talking about. He's talking about not, not some light-hearted faith, but a faith that actually works. Have you ever bought anything off of TV? You know, you think you get a great deal because they said, and if you hurry right now, we'll triple the offer. You get three of them. But if you call in the next two seconds, 
man, we'll also throw this little chamois that you can dry your car off with, too. And it's like, look, I thought I was wearing like a book like, but I don't need to wash my car with a book like, you know? And then you think you're getting a great deal, you get it, and it's really just a, almost a hoax, right? It doesn't work nearly as great as it does. It does, sometimes doesn't work at all. James is talking about a faith that works. And if you want to join me today, and let's challenge ourselves to find and grasp and hold on to a faith that works. If we want to do that, we have to understand that a faith that works has a couple things that, that we need to be directed to. So we're going to talk about four of them. So number one, check this out, like it says on the screen. Man, a faith that works is not a contradiction. But instead, it's a reality. Look what I'm talking about. Man, go to verse 14 where we started. It says this right here. James starts out this argument about faith without good deeds or works is dead. Listen to what he says in verse 14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? James starts off firing. And not only does he start off fire, but he aims two questions right at us that can both clearly be answered with one answer. No. A negative answer. No. Immediately, if you read this, it says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say that you have no, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions, can that kind of faith save anyone? The answer is no. No, it cannot. But if you want a faith that works, you've got to understand that it's not a contradiction, it's a reality. And what I mean by that is, I've said it before, I've heard other people say it before, and they say, man, I don't know what James is talking about right here, because obviously what he's talking about doesn't really match up with what Paul is talking about in the New Testament. Immediately when we read that, maybe a red flag goes up and we say, oh, wait a minute, contradiction alert, but here's the thing. James' teaching does not contradict the by faith alone uh, teaching of Paul that, that he talks about in Romans, in Galatians, and even Ephesians. And however, there's no contradiction at all. This is what I mean by this. It actually goes hand in hand. And when I talk to my brother Ed, he would just say, man, if somebody says that, they just don't know the Bible. And, and what he means by that is, man, they're, they're looking on the surface, but they don't understand the context. They don't understand the background. They don't understand the context of the delivery. And here's the thing. Paul, fighting against the culture that promoted a false works salvation, going around saying, man, you can work your way to being saved. Then he had a fight against that. And he, in, in his faith and, and works, conversation focuses on the time before conversion. But this right here, James, he's focusing on the time after conversion. Because see, where James was and where James lived, he was fighting against a whole different culture. Man, he, he was fighting against a, a, a Christian Jew that, that had eventually went to the extreme of thinking that works didn't matter at all. And here's the thing. Inconcise statements. Bluntly, Paul is saying that works 
cannot bring us to Christ that faith alone saves. But, but just as bluntly, James is merely clarifying the kind of faith that saves. Are y'all with me? Faith alone saves. But James is explaining the kind of faith that, that saves. And, and, and what I mean by that is we're all saved through, we're all saved by grace through faith, not by works. But it's the saving faith that, that has works that will then accompany it. Man, as the saying goes, faith alone saves. But the faith that saves is not alone. Faith alone saves. But the faith that saves is not alone. It has good works with it. So if you want to latch on to a faith that works, Understand that it's not a contradiction, but instead, it's a reality. We ought to live that out wholeheartedly. Man, the second thing that I want us to talk about and look at today is this right here, number two. A faith that works is not lazy, but instead, it's compassionate and very active. So the second thing right here, a faith that works is not lazy. But instead, man, it's compassionate and it's very active. Let's keep on reading. Verse, let's go to starting at verse 15 and we'll read down to verse 18. It says, suppose you see a brother or sister who is not, who has no food or clothing. And you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Verse 18, now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds, but I say, man, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? And I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Let's unpack that real quick. Here's the thing. Man, if you want to latch on to a faith that works, you have to understand that that faith is not lazy but instead is compassionate and very active. Man, are you moved with compassion when you see a brother or a sister in need? Are you moved with compassion when you see a brother or sister in need? And, and in this context, it's not really talking about uh, some stranger that you meet out in the community. In fact, man, when it talks about a brother right here, it's actually referring to a fellow believer. Are you moved? When you see somebody under the umbrella of RBC, somebody in the body of Christ that we do community with, are you broken? Are you moved with compassion when you see that person is in need? And if so, are you moved enough to act upon it? Because James is calling us to be compassionate in our faith. And we had a discussion about this last week with Philip, who, who is, is helping out with the benevolence team. And if any of y'all have a heart for reaching people through benevolence, then come see this guy because he does too. And he would like to share that ministry with you. And we, and we were unpacking it. And, and, and I want to show you what, what it says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Listen to what it says. It says, if someone has enough money to live well, and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion. How can God's love be in that person? 
Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. And that's tough. Man, that, that, that's hard to grasp onto sometimes. Because we understand that, like the scripture also says, we live in a world that is dark. In, in, in Philippians 2, 15 and 16, it talks about not only is the world that we live in dark, but it's full of crooked and perverse people. But I don't know. Sometimes I just don't know if it's up to us to really decide if somebody is working the system. Instead, maybe we should be moved by our compassion to want to help out this brother in Christ and let that be in God's hands. And let that be for him to understand. Man, are you moved with compassion when you see somebody else in need? Man, I believe that RBC is. Because in 2011, on a Sunday afternoon in the month of May, the city of Joplin, Missouri was wrecked by a tornado. It was wrecked by EF5 tornado, one of the biggest. And RBC sent a multi-generational team to go help out Joplin. And we couldn't offer a lot of help but we were out there cleaning up debris. And some of us were stuck inside of a, a food pantry and a clothes pantry. And we are just trying to sort all the stuff so that way they could better help the community that was in dire need. What are we going to do to show people that we actually care? You know, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it, right? Man, I, I used to like to... to to thrift shop. Anybody like to thrift shop? You can go shop and get things for a whole lot less. And see, when I was in high school and college and, and I looked a whole lot less like I did in that skit, then I could actually shop for things. But see, thrift stores, they don't have my size anymore. Because people that are my size, we like to hold on to our clothes, I guess, you know? And, and, and so I can't go really shop around in the thrift store anymore. But one of my favorite shirts was, man, people don't care how much you know. Don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think that you can say the same thing about this part of scripture because, man, if we want to have a faith that works, we got to understand that it's not a lazy faith, but instead it's compassionate and it's very active. Man, I, I bet if we brought up the topics that, like social injustices that, that are happening around our globe right now, countries that don't have purified water. We do. We do. I mean, like, some people would look you like, kind of give you like a strange eye if you try to give them some water out of the tap water. You know what I'm saying? Our pastor's one of them. And, and, and I understand because he ain't grown up in Greenville. So to him, the water doesn't taste, you know, great, but, but like, when you live here all your life, that's all you know. You compare it to like, swimming pool water, it tastes a lot better than that. You compare it to lake water, it tastes a lot better than that. But there's some people who say, man, I'm not going to drink that unless it's purified. And I've never, I didn't even know this. But, you know, they have bottled water. I knew that, right? <laughs> and, and, and I knew that there's expensive bottled water and there's cheap bottled water. But I never knew there were two kinds of bottled water. Did y'all know that? The first time, two years ago, man, somebody said, oh, sorry. I can't drink that water because 
good for you. Even the demons believe that. Man, right at this point, James goes to the extreme, but here's the point that he's trying to make. That there is actually a belief with no true faith. Not about that. Man, those demons still believe, but they don't have the true faith. Man, they just believe. They don't walk the walk. They just know about it. And it does them no good. They shudder. And the resource that man gave me, it says this. The real, the real definition is they bristle up like the back of a cat when, when, when they see something that, that doesn't make sense, that, that something that doesn't add up. Or a back of a dachshund, because ours does that too, right? So uh, maybe it's just a mini thing. Uh, but here's the thing. Man, a real faith that works is not just talk, but it involves a committed walk. Listen to what it says in Romans chapter 10, right? Romans chapter 10. I'm going to get there. Uh, it's Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Listen to what it says. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. For, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it's by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Well, then maybe you're thinking, okay, well, well, what does that have to do with the whole works thing that we've been talking about? Well, Christ explains that in John chapter 6, verse 29, where he says, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. See, Jesus says the first work is to believe. That's the very first work of all, is belief. But then after that, a true faith, one that actually works, it walks, and it walks, and it walks, and it walks. It doesn't just talk about it, but it actually lives it out. It doesn't just talk to Jesus talk, but it walks the walk that Christ walked. And the last thing that I want to show you today is this right here. A faith that works is not counterfeit, but instead is authentic. Have any of y'all ever found yourself with a counterfeit bill? <coughs> I mean, it's okay. Like, I'm not saying you, you make it, all right? I'm not saying that you have, like, a little money press. I'm just saying I've been there. Like, I'm trying to pay with something at Brookshire's in the town that I live in, and then they took the magic invisible marker out, and they said, I'm sorry, buddy, but this is funny money. And I'm like, the bank ain't wait. What the this, this is not fair. I got this for my birthday, and I have a birthday card for my All right, so you can <laughs> Instead, it is often. Alright? Let's get back to where we were, but let's start at verse 20. And uh, James chapter 2, starting at verse 20, and it reads like this. How foolish! Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Again, James just aiming these questions at us. And he's saying them, and, and he's constructing them in a way that, man, okay, yes, we understand. Faith without works is useless. Faith without works will be counterfeit. But instead, let's understand what it's like to, to live an authentic faith. 
Then follow along with verse 21 through verse uh, 24. It says this right here. Man, don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac to the altar? You see, his faith and his actions, they work together. His actions, they were made his faith complete. Verse 23. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God. And God counted him as a righteous uh, because of his faith. May he was even called the friend of God. Wow. Wow. May it goes on to say, so you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Family. Faith and works cooperated perfectly together in the life of Abraham. Man, if he had never believed in God, he could have never done the good work of obedience when asked to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. Man, as well, his faith was shown to be true. It was completed. It was made perfect by his obedience, by his authenticity. Man, the same way, if you keep on reading, check out this next scripture. It says this right here in verse uh, 25. It says, Rahab, the prostitute, is another example. Man, she was shown to be right with God because of her actions when she hit those messengers, uh, when she hit those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Man, just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith without works. Uh, it says, so also faith is dead without good works. Man, Rahab demonstrated her trust in God by, uh, uh, by, by hiding those spots and, and seeking salvation from their God. Man, that's what counted for us to look at in Joshua chapter 2. Man, her faith was shown to be authentic, man, because it did something. Her, her belief in God uh, uh, would not have saved her if she had not done something with that faith. Man, a faith that works, it's not counterfeit. Instead, it's authentic. Family, I would like to close with two things. And, and kind of clear this up because here's the thing. First things first. Salvation is by faith alone. I want y'all to know that. Salvation is by faith alone. Scripture teaches us that the human race is dead. It's dead in its trespasses. Attempting to works salvation it, it, it is almost like somebody wanted to try to Make something that's already dead look like it's alive. You can make it look like that, but it doesn't really look like that. Because it's not breathing. I mean, it doesn't necessarily look the same. That had the same color of the skin. And if left alone, it shouldn't start smelling very good. And, and, and so we understand that, man, uh, we understand that scripture teaches us that, that we're dead in our, our trespasses. And, and so we're saved through faith alone. But the second thing is that we read right here, scripture is clear that salvation is by a faith that is not alone. Salvation is by faith alone, but it's by a faith that is not alone. Instead, this faith is potent and it's always and continually Producing good works. Family, it's time for a mirror check. 
You know, when I was in high school, I spent a lot of time in front of the mirror. Way more time than I needed to, because I knew I was supposed to try to go try to woo Shannon or something. And now there's times that I forget to even look at myself in the mirror. And it's embarrassing sometimes when you finally do and you're like, oh my gosh, how long does this been Come on, man, why didn't you tell me that? Help brother out. But it's time for us to look in the mirror spiritually. Man, are we just living some lighthearted faith? Or are we living a, out of faith that works? Because like we said, Man, a faith that works is not counterfeit, but instead it's authentic, right? A faith that works is, is not just all talk, but it involves a committed walk. Man, a faith that works is not lazy, but it's compassionate and very active. And a faith that works is not a contradiction. It's time to become a reality. Man, if you would, I would ask that you would join me in prayer. And I want to just pray over our family right now. Because if we were honest with each other, man, we would all come rushing this altar, praying for repentance. And, and letting God understand that we now understand that we have fallen short. And not only do we fall short, but we fall short on a daily basis. Man, if you are not one to show somebody else that, show your heavenly father that. Leave here. Willing to live out a faith that works. But if you're here today and you've never accepted Christ, man, I want you to understand that it is only through faith. It's not faith and plus you have to do a lot of these extra works before you accept it. It's just faith alone. And you can take care of that today. Let's talk about it right now. Pray with me.